When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I mean, I'm back with Josh Taylor. It's been a while, man. It seems like you're doing interviews with Coogan and everybody else, Josh, but me nowadays. But that's all good, mate. How's things? I've not done it. I've not seen you for a while, Andy. You know, you've not been a bit. You've not been a bit much of a slag for a while. So uh, you need to get back on it. You need to get back on it. I'm still a slag, mate. Don't worry about that. I'm still a boxing here. Don't worry. Um, It's always good talking to you. You too, mate. I know you're down in Liverpool right now. We've had a good little conversation there before we pushed record. You're in your your flat in Liverpool. You're training away there. A couple of things. A few things I want to talk about. I want to talk about obviously the the, the injury because I've seen you back on the pads with Joe McNally. It looks like you're still being static and punching. There's not a lot of movement from your your feet. So yeah. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about obviously. I'll, I want to talk about the Joshua fight last night, and then we'll talk about the the passing of the legend that is Ken Buchanan because I know how much he meant to you. But we'll save the best till last, um, which is Ken Buchanan. And I just want to get your thoughts quickly on sort of like the fight last night with Anthony Joshua. I mean, coming back from two. Two difficult defeats against a world-class guy, a pound-for-pound pound top three in Usyk, and then come back with that win. What did you What did you expect from Joshua, and what did you What were your reactions to last night's victory? Well, he got the win, which is which is great. You know, um, I thought obviously he got the win, which he was expecting to get the win. I thought he really should have had him out of there, but um, he got the win. That's all that matters. So it's a, it's a good first win to get back from the two defeats that he's suffered from Usyk. Um, having said that, I thought I thought that he just looked a little bit gun shy. I thought he looked a little bit sort of hesitant as to what he, what he was doing. I thought he looked a little bit shy, a little bit tight and tense, and sort of scared of getting hit. You know, he looked very <clears throat> tight and tense, and back to sort of very rigid and stiff. Um, not not the Joshua that we've seen before. You know, with the, like the Joshua pre Usyk. Stuff would have stopped him, no problem. I think, um, but I can't. I can't be too critical of it. I didn't. I didn't think he was great. I mean, he got the job done. That's all. That's all you can ask for is to get the job done, get the win. He got the win, so fair play to him for coming back after the two defeats and, you know, sort of coming back from sort of a, a bit of sort of personal battles. It looks like it looks like he's been struggling a little bit mentally, and um, it's good to see him back anyway. That's for sure. But I, I didn't think it was an awful. 
uh, great performance. Um, but I can't be too critical. He got the win and he, that he'd got the job done. But he did. I thought he just looked a little bit gun shy um, and a little bit scared of getting hit. So yeah, he, he's got a little bit improved. That could be a that could be with the new coach and the new setup and that he's got as well. It takes a little bit of time to get that going as well. So it could. There's a lot of things there why why it wasn't a great performance, but he got the win and that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I think as well that. A third loss, but a third loss in a row would be devastating for somebody like Joshua because obviously he needs to be a player in this heavyweight game. I think somebody said it best last night that the heavyweight division needs a hungry and dangerous Anthony Joshua. And I think that last night in the back of his mind, because we're all human beings, he was probably thinking, man, if I lose this one, then where do I go? But like you say, he got the job done. I think we were all expecting that spiteful, horrible Anthony Joshua there his first 18 fights, the Klitschko Joshua, the Povetkin Joshua, the Pulev Joshua. I think we were all expecting that. And I guess you were expecting the same. Yeah, I thought it was going to, I thought, I thought it was going to come back and be a little bit more aggressive and stuff. Um, just from the build-up, the things that were saying to each other and things, I just thought, right, he's going to come out here and he's so much bigger than Franklin as well. Franklin wasn't doing too much either. He was throwing one shot here and there, lunging him with the same attack all the time. And uh, I thought Joshua was going to end up just stepping it up at some point and putting a couple of punches together and, and getting him out of there. But he, he never seemed to do it. But, um, yeah, I, I just think uh, he just looked a little bit... I don't know. I, just, I thought he didn't look the same kind of Joshua to me. But um, you got to give him benefit of the doubt. He's with a new coach again. I wasn't mm-hmm. disturbed. So, um, yeah, he's got maybe a little bit of time to adjust with the new coaches and new surroundings over there. And he comes back and, and he's much better once he's settled in over in Texas because mm-hmm. that can take a bit of time. So um can't be too critical of him. But on that performance, I don't think he gets anywhere near Tyson Fury. Um, I think Tyson Fury plays with him on that performance. That was going to be my next question, George, because we've seen the post-fight interview and he asked the crowd who they want to see and they all said Tyson and he said Tyson Fury next. I think he said Tyson Fury in the in the press conference as well. And he says that there's been dialect before that they've had the contract written up. So it's, they're 50% there in that terms, but just what you said there after that performance, you don't think Joshua's ready for Tyson Fury because as a selfish boxing fan, as a whore of a boxing fan, like you like to call me, I still want to see that fight. No matter what I, I want to see Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. Yeah, it's a big fight, but me personally, listen, I mean, this is just me personally, my own opinion. Um, I think of that performance, I don't think that it's even a competitive fight um, of that performance. Um, but I could be wrong, you know. Um, it's, you're only as good as your last fight. That fight wasn't great for Joshua, but we know what he can do. Mm-hmm. And we know he can be dangerous and we know he can be devastating, you know. And when he puts the punches together and fast bunches and gets on that, finishing streak, you know, he's when he sees you hurt, he'll go for you. He's a very good finisher. So if we get a, a good Joshua, a prime Joshua, it's a very, very good fight. It's a I'd say it's like a 50-50 fight. But on that performance for me, I don't think um if Fury fought him then next on that performance, I don't think it would be a competitive fight. Does Joshua, that being said then, Josh, does Joshua need another fight? Maybe a Dillian White fight and then put in performance where he needs to make a statement against somebody like a Dillian White type fighter next, and then jump in with somebody like Tyson Fury. I don't know. Um, you need to ask Joshua that. Um, I, I'm not too sure, but for me, like you thought, 
Frank Rogan was sort of put in that position for to make that statement. You know, um, the the choice of opponent was sort of made for that for him to make that statement. Um, so I don't really know, but he maybe just needs a little bit of time to work with the new coach and develop with the new coach and get to know him as a person rather than a coach mm. as well, so, uh, as well as a coach. So yeah, um, I think on that performance, I don't think he gets anywhere near Fury. Well, talk about new coaches, George. Just to do a nice little segue away from this fight. Um, you're with a new coach in Joe McNally. Um, you've yet to ha- have a fight with Joe, so you're in that same sort of predicament or that same sort of uh, scenario as a Joshua. But we've seen snippets of your Instagram. We've seen you hit the pads with Joe. So a two two part question here is: How's things going with Joe, and how's the injury? Because, like I said, we've seen your your Instagram post. You're still doing a lot of pad work, but the thing I'm noticing. Is you're still not doing a lot, a lot yeah. of lateral movement. You're still not moving around Joe a lot. So how's the injury as well? Yeah, the injury's coming on. You know, we're still we're still a long way from being a hundred percent. We're just being over cautious, Andy. You know, um, you know, I probably could move around a little bit, but I don't want to push it too far too soon, and then set myself back a couple of weeks or a number of weeks because I've hurt it or injured it a little bit again. So, I mean, it was quite a significant injury. So. I really need to take my time with it. Um, but it is going well. I'm back to boxing. I'm back to doing my SNC sort of stuff, just not really bouncing around too much. Uh, the impact sort of stuff now, um, which is the next phase of sort of rehab, is starting to build the strength up in it and build build the flexibility and strength back up in the foot. So, yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there, though. I'm really happy where I am on my head of schedule. So um, but the only thing we really can do is sort of jumping around and running at the minute. But we can. there's plenty... Waste the Skinner's cat to get fit, so we can uh, we can alter our training, which we have been doing, which is really good. So, yeah, I'm happy with the way it's going, and uh, with Joe, it's, it's going amazing. You know, I've been coming down here since about uh, probably the late end of October, uh, September time. Um, come down for a week with Joe for a trial with him. Um, felt there was a wee bit too much people around, so I couldn't really get as much out of it what I was wanting. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, I phoned them back up and asked them up to uh, Scotland to have, to have a week training with Scotland in the evening. We come up the road, we just we just hit it off. You know, he stayed with me in the house for the week and we got to know each other as a on a personal level. You know, we sat and sat and spoke at length about how each other how we talk about things and each other's mentality, picking each other's brains. So I've got to really know him as a person that week and got a little bit closer with him. I got to know him, how his mind worked and how his personality is. And we just hit it off straight away. And that week we were flying in the gym and I thought, right, this is this is it, man. This guy's this guy's brilliant on the cat on the pads as a coach, his mentality, his, his way of thinking. Everyone is just um, I just thought this is brilliant. This is amazing. It's, it's like being it's like I'm talking to a, an older version of myself in terms of mentality and things like that. So I just thought it was amazing and then I've came back down here and all the lads in the gym, they're just brilliant. You know, it's just, I just, I feel like I've known all the guys in the gym for years, as well as the lad, the boxers as well, like, you know, Big Thomas and Liam and uh, Callum and all that. Obviously, I know Callum and Thomas from my GB days, um, but all the rest of the lads, JJ and them all, and I just, I feel like I've known them all for years. They've all been really welcoming and all the lads, Declan as well, mm. as a coach. I feel like I've known them for years, so I've just really fitted in really well, so... I took my time with that, with making that decision, because it's a big decision, you know. And uh, 
I took my time with it and I, I feel I've made the right choice and I'm really happy with and settled where I am now. So, yeah, I'm delighted with where I am, Andy. Good, man. I, like you mentioned there that there's more ways to skin a cat in terms of training and, and runs and stuff like that. You know, you can't run like that. And I guess you're happy because I'd done uh, a circuit with Deco when I was down there, mate, and it'll probably be, yeah. probably be my last ever circuit I ever do with Declan, to be honest, man. I ain't doing that. <laughs> there's no chance I'm doing them. So it's, it is, like you say, with Deco and Joe, they, they, they both sort of gel with each other in that sense as well. They're both a good tag team in terms of the coaching yeah. side. I mean, Deco is, is he's brilliant in terms of pushing the guys and getting the guys yeah. motivated to get the circuits in. You've got the tactical and technical side as well. And the pad work from both men seems to be on point. So could give Deco a shout as well and Joe, because it seems to be working for you. Even Aston Brown seems to be enjoying it because I know you brought your good friend Aston down there. He seems to be enjoying it as well down there. So yeah. Jim's flying at the moment with Liam Smith and JJ and, and all them guys. And Dan tells their training away, I've seen as well. So yeah. Jim seems to be flying. Yeah, it is. It's flying. It's a real good vibe. You know, it's just like everybody's all, they're all a little bit mental, which is great, which is, which is I love it because I fit right in. You know, they're all, <laughs> they're all really friendly, ready to go. They'll do anything to help you. They'll go out the way to help you, do anything for you. But they're all a little bit mad and it's, and it's brilliant. And I love it. You know, so the, the atmosphere in the gym is amazing and other boxers are tapping the talent in the gym as well at the minute is unbelievable. So everybody's just bouncing off each other and Joe and Declan make, a, a like you say, a great, great tag team. You know, Declan's the one that will push you to your limits. He's really very, very tough on you. He's very, sort of, military style with a, how we're getting the best out of you during your session and pushing you through your limits and stuff. Joe is the same. He'll push you to your limits, but he's a bit more technical and he'll, he'll work on little nuances and stuff but having said that Declan is like that as well I've been on mm. the pads and Declan and stuff as well we've been working on a lot of intricate moves and I the two of them are just they're just a brilliant tag team so I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely delighted where I am where I've landed and the choice that I've made I took my time to make that choice and I, I've definitely made the right choice that's for sure I'll be seeing out the rest of my career in this gym and the, the rest the rest of my life they'll, they'll be lifelong friends I feel so Aye, it's a, it's a really good choice I've made. Well, Josh, listen, your first fight with Joe, it seems like it's going to be a huge fight. Now, there was talk about Teofimo Lopez. Like, I, again, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not privy to what goes on in terms of talks, but we're hearing Teofimo Lopez, Madison Square Garden, June. Um, you said the injury's getting better. You probably can push it, but you want to be cautious. You're hitting yeah. pads again. How far, how close are we to that fight? Is it still on the cards, Teofimo Lopez? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's looking like it's almost imminent to have it been made. So, um, 
yeah, but I mean, it's time to they keep bout contracts and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's imminent. We're just waiting on the the announcement and that coming, and it's over in America. So back to the USA for myself, and I'm absolutely buzzing to get over there. This time I can take my friends, my family, and the, my fan base as well. So aye, it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm looking Keep forward talking. to all the giants of box and Madison Square Garden, and this is a big fight as well. No matter what anybody says, like this fight. Is a huge fight. Teofimo's a big name, a big, a, a big name because his character and his, sorry, Marmite character as well. You could call me a Marmite character as well for the mantics the last couple of years and stuff like that. So, um, aye, it's a big, big fight. Believe it or not, you know. So, aye, I'm looking really forward to it. And um, he, he's been sort of shouting me out for a while now. So, mm. it's uh, they'll have a bit, of, they'll have a bit of needle there in the, in the lead up to the fight. So, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it, Andy. I think it's a really tough fight as well. It can be, it can be a really this this has got the makings of being an absolute barnstormer of a fight in terms of stylistically and, um, you know, just the way he fights and the way I fight. It's got it's got the potential to be an absolute explosive fight. You know, just bombs thrown and um, one of us getting caught. Um, and I think it could go early at some point as well. I think I really can see me getting him out there early, um, early doors. Um, but obviously, I won't be. I won't be uh, looking for it, but I can see me putting him on his backside. Josh, obviously you talked about obviously the needle, um, because like I can remember being out in Vegas when you were out there, and he was calling you out when you won undisputed against um, Ramirez, and that was what two years ago now. Um, mm. But also, I'm look, I'm like looking at the dynamics. You know me as the who that I am, and and the I look at the dynamics. I look at his dad, and I look at Joe McNally because I've seen Joe pop a little bit sometimes as well. So. I think if his dad starts his antics, I can see Joe McNally no take no backing down from that as well. So there's a good dynamic yeah. step as well in them two. Yeah, Joe's 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 definitely a fiery character as well. He won't take he's a kind of character, uh takes no shit. So I that 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 could definitely um go off as well. Um but Joe's 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 professional. Joe's very professional, but he's he's a no shit kind of character and it takes no shit. If it's time to go, you'll let him know what time it is. That's for sure. Um, I'm just looking forward to my dad meeting him as well. Like my dad. I'm looking forward to my dad meeting him as well. So that that would be funny. That would be definitely entertaining. Uh, Josh, you know what? You know I'll be there, mate. So don't worry, I'll be there as well, buddy. Um, yeah, I just want to touch on it a little bit here because obviously Jack Carroll's now signed with Eddie Hearn in the zone, and everyone's going to be talking about sort of that rematch if he gets past this fight on May 27th. You get past Teofimo Lopez. It is, used to going to be this talking point until the fight is made. But now that he's signed with Eddie Hearn in the zone, and you're obviously the top rank, is that fight now even more difficult to get made? I don't think so. Um, I, I can't see why. You know, um, I can't see why it would be difficult to get made, but um, he's then going to be on his own course now. Um, obviously, he's fighting in May, I think. He's in for some, was it? Yeah. So. So he's fighting in May, and then I saw that Eddie Hearn was looking at him getting another fight later on as well against another sort of top top rank contender or whatever. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm not really too bothered, but I know for a fact that I want to fight him again. So I'm still in the prime of the year. There's still plenty of time to fight him. But right now, obviously, I'm focusing on Teofimo Lopez. But it will happen at some point. But I'm not going to sit and chase it while I've got a big fight in front of me right now. It's only 10 weeks away, so... Uh, I made that mistake the last time. Looking forward to going up, I've looking past going up to welterweight to be become a two-weight world champion when I had a fight right in front of me. 
So that was the mistake I made the last time. So I'll not be doing that again. But the fight, well, the fight, I think the fight was there regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I did say that I was going to save the best till last. Now, um, yesterday we heard the the, the sad news of uh, a good friend of yours. I knew Kenny, but I didn't know him as well as as you did. And um, Ken Buchanan passing yesterday. Just yeah, just your your initial thoughts when thoughts when you heard the news because being that the two of you shared a sort of kindred sort of brethren there, being the, the undisputed fighters, you both fought with undisputed title away from home and won it and brought it back to Scotland and he came to your house. There's a lot of history there between you and Kenny. Just tell me your thoughts and the, the your your sort of reaction to the news from yesterday. I mean, I woke up, I, I saw it on Twitter actually. Um, I can't remember who it was that put it up, but I saw it on Twitter that the, the I rest in peace Ken Buchanan and I thought, oh no. Um, so the first thing I did was phone Terry and call my, my coach uh, to see if it was true because there was a couple there was a rumors a few months back in the late end of or the mid last year that he had passed away last year um and it wasn't true um which I found was really frustrated me that so I phoned Terry straight away um but there was no answer he must have been getting phone calls as well so I ended up getting a few phone calls to the Scottish press and messages and things like that so it obviously was confirmed straight away so uh, it was it was a bit sad, you know. It was a bit sad. His last couple of years, there you could see that the little sort of declining him with the dementia and stuff. You could see, which wasn't nice to see. Um, but it was still funny. He was still there. He still had his wit and his charm and his his uh, charisma there, you know. Um, but you could see that he was getting a little bit more. Sort of the dementia was taken there, which was sad. And uh, I believe that he passed away in his sleep. So. That's a good is good a good way to go as anybody for for anybody to go. So he passed away peacefully in his sleep. Um, but yeah, a, a a sad day for Scottish and British history and sport. Um, you know, in my opinion, I know Scotland have had many many great world champions, but for me, my just my personal opinion, for me, he was the greatest Scottish boxer that's ever lived. Just the way he done it, his charisma, his character, his style of boxing, and who he fought as well. And the way he done it as well, the fashion and which which he done so as well, and got these titles. So, for me, he was the he was the best uh, Scottish boxer ever. Yeah, Josh, and like I, I was talking to some people today, and I was saying that in sixty nine fights that Kenny had, uh, Ken Buchanan had, he only fought in Scotland four times, two in Paisley, yeah. one in Hamilton, and one in Glasgow. Never fought in Edinburgh as a professional, yeah. which is yeah. which is insane. Like you say, he was a proper road warrior. When road warriors. Is like a big thing now. He was the, he was the ultimate one. Laguna in Panama, Duran. He fought them all the way from home. He jumped on a. He was far away from home as well, so there was no fans there back in him as well back in them days. So, um, and you mentioned the stories and the stuff he had. I can remember a story. Me, you, and a couple of other boys in the gym in Lock End, and we were doing sort of like, like, mad circuit type things. And Kenny came yeah. in. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing this for? Get army boots on and run up Arthur's seat. Yeah, he didn't understand the sort of the plyometric stuff and all the the different stuff that yeah. we were doing. So he was like, he was old school, hit a bag, spar, run up a hill with army boots. That was his training. He was he was proper old school, and uh, he used to come in. He used to come into the gym all the time uh, in Lock End and come in and sorry, I'd be in the pads with Terry or whatever, or whacking away at the bags and come in. He'd show me and he'd stick on his mitts and show me the bags and work away, do this and move and how to move and. I used to just sit and love listening to his, just listening to his wisdom and his wealthy experience and his stories and just just amazing, just an amazing guy. The life that he, that he led was just 
it was just amazing, inspirational. So he was just he was just a great all round great guy. He gave me so much uh, sorry advice over the years, how to live my life and how to train and how to apply yourself in the gym and outside the ring. And I just uh, just just an amazing guy, you know. And uh, I, I just I, I take great pleasure in you know. He used to come to the gym and say, "You can be world champion one day, son." And and then I went and won the title against Baranchek, and he came to my house um, to congratulate me. And uh, we sorry, we had a cup of tea and showed him my belts, and he gave me a scarf. That was after that was after the pro uh, the Baranchek fight, and then after the pro grade fight, I come back with the I unified mm-hmm. the titles, and uh, he come back to my house again, my mum and dad's house. We sat down, had tea and coffee and all that, and he gave me his. Buchanan Tartan scarf that I've got draped around the the alley trophy that I've still got like I've still got a scarf and that sitting there and uh, yeah he says I'm telling you son I've told you for years that you can you can you become become world champion and you're gonna do it and then I says I've got the next fight a big fight against Ramirez in, in Las Vegas uh, hopefully I'm gonna be like you and go over there win the titles and bring them back and he says I always told you you could do it son and um, you could do it, son. And then I went away and done it, beat Ramirez, come back. And he come back to my house after uh, Vegas. He says, I always told you you could do it, son. Well done. And uh, we sat there for we sat there for about an hour, but that was the last time I saw him. But that was when you could see he was a little bit sort of, he was sort of starting to suffer a little bit from the dementia, which was which was sad. And that was the last time I saw him. So I says, look, champ, I've done it. Just, I'm just like you. Mm. Anyway, gave me a huggle, a cuddle and that. So, uh, it's, it's really for me that's a really really proud proud moment in my life in my career to say that I've done it just like him and followed in his footsteps so yeah I'm, I'm very proud of that fact and honoured just to be have the same titles as him you know I'll, I'll never be as great as him or anywhere near it I don't even want to be in the same mention the same breath as him but I'm just honoured that I can have the same titles as him and be say I've done it just like him Josh that's what stands out for me as well is this when you came back from Vegas and I think the quote that sticks around with us is when he did come to your house and you said, look, champ, I'm just like you. I think that's mm. the quote that's especially in my mind when I was thinking about the stories you were telling there. I was thinking I was going to mention that if you missed it, but like that's the quote that stands out for me is, look, champ, I'm just like you. And that's that's something special because Ken Buchanan was spoke about from my granddad when he died up until he was 70-odd-year-old. So Ken Buchanan was a hero even for like the older generation up until they were 70-plus. So... yeah. But it's it's a sad, sad, sad times for just not Scottish boxing, but British boxing and world boxing because Kenny Kenny done it the hard way and he proved it. So, um, yeah, yeah. sad, day, sad times, man. But Josh, listen, I said I'll save the best for last. I saved it for Ken Buchanan, but I do appreciate your time as always, mate. Uh, on this Sunday evening, you're probably going to get up at early doors tomorrow and get back to the gym and train. So, Josh, as always, appreciate your time, mate, and uh, I'll see you in New York. <laughs> No worries, Andy. I see you there, mate. Looking forward to it. And uh, we'll go and do it again. Have another good time. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely, Josh. Cheers, mate. I appreciate everything, Josh. See you soon, mate. Bye, Bye, Andy. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.